this morning, because I know there's a pretty high bar in this church of preachers and teachers, so <laughs> but, um, I'll give it my best shot. I wanted to reflect a little bit about Christmas, and um, just in talking to Chris a couple of weeks ago, and said, you know, just think about some reflections on Christmas and tie something in. And I've got to be really honest with you that, you know, I do love Christmas, but I also hate Christmas. <laughs> um, so I have a, little, a lot of ambivalence about it. You know, I love the fact that it's all about peace and joy and goodwill towards men. And then we see the traffic jams on the road and people cursing each other and, you know, and you can't get where you want to go. I love that Christmas is about giving gifts and blessing people, but then I hate that it's about commercialism and how big the gift is and how much money we spend and the financial pressure that it puts on families. You know, I love to drive around and see all the Christmas lights that people put on their houses and to celebrate. And, um, but I hate that it's, you know, it's all about the technology and all about the, you know, having the best phone or computer or whatever. I love that the community comes out and the crowds come out and sing carols and celebrate the birth of Christ. But I hate the fact that they don't really get what they're singing about. You know, when they're, they're singing about the, the birth of a king and, you know, a saviour for us all, but, um, oh, but I don't want to know any of that religious stuff. I don't, I don't want to know what that's about or how that could affect my life. But I guess we all can just take, uh, you know, just be thankful about that, that in, at Christmas time, generally the, the community, the crowds, do at least acknowledge the birth of Christ. And we hope, you know, that out of that, that we can bear some sort of witness or that we can have an opportunity to share the love of Christ with someone through that. And on that, I was just thinking about a, a, a story from the Bible, from the book of Luke, that just triggered me to think about that. And it's from Luke 19, verse 1. It's the story of Zacchaeus, the tax collector. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was, but because he was short, he could not see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore tree to see him, since Jesus was coming that way. And when Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus! Come down immediately, I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. All the people saw this and began to mutter, He's gone to the, be the guest of a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor, 
And if I've cheated anyone out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. And Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because this man too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and save that which was lost. What a great story. So the, the crowds were coming out from the town and Jesus was moving through the town. And I can imagine this scene of, you know, these dusty streets and people, throngs of crowds just gathering around. You know, this guy that we've heard about, he's, he's been doing miracles, he's been doing all these things. People just milling around and pushing and shoving trying to get to see what this guy's all about. So here's this guy, Zacchaeus, and, and he, um, he's a tax collector, so he's not the most popular guy in town. He's, um, he's the guy that takes the money from the people and gives it to the Romans, that's his job, and then on the way takes his fair share of the cut. That's the, that's the sort of brief for who he is. But something's going on in his heart and he, he, uh, he says, I really got to see what this guy's about. This, is, this guy's not just another prophet or another you know, religious fad or whatever. He says, something going on here and I want to see what it's really about. So he plots this thing in his mind. He sees a tree down the road and he said, I'm going to go and climb up this tree and then Jesus is going to walk past that way. So he climbs the tree. Has anybody here lately ever climbed a tree? <laughs> Karen has. There's a few. I have. <laughs> I take Sky down to the park down at the river and there's all these big trees and she climbs up the tree, come on dad, come on, climb up. <laughs> I'm like a couple of metres off the like great idea and I start climbing up and then when I get, you know, a couple of metres off the ground, I start looking around and I start thinking, man, if I fall from here, <laughs> I'm going to be visiting John Hunter. And it's, um, it's sort of, it's a, it's a risk, it's a risky thing and, you know, kids don't think about the risk, kids just jump in and do it. Um, and as we get older and we, we think more about the risk and we think, you know, I get up in the tree and I'm hanging on to the branches where a little child's just climbing out onto the branch and hanging on. And I'm thinking that, like, if I slip, there's no safety net here. It's just hard ground. But we're like that in our life, and Zacchaeus was like that. He, he had this safety net, that he had, had money and position and power, and he had stuff, you know, that he could fall back on. So he took a risk climbing a tree, climbing a sycamore tree. But that was a choice that he made that changed his life that day. So there's another guy that took a big risk in the Bible too and a little bit along the similar sort of lines and his he's, name was Nicodemus and the story comes out of John 3. So I won't read the 
chapter be just because of time, but I'm going to um, paraphrase a little bit of what happened. So Nicodemus is a Pharisee, so we're very well versed in the law, um, knew, would have known the, the Old Testament backwards and forwards. He was also on the council, um, the high council, so he was a pretty prominent man in, in society there and in the, ch- the church. And he, he would have known the Old Testament like back to front and very versed in the law and very versed in pointing out what people were doing wrong in the law. Um, so John chapter 3 tells us that just like Zacchaeus, Nicodemus had something burning in his heart. And he, he thought... Uh, there's something more going on with this guy than what I've been hearing. I've got to go and talk to this guy. So he sneaks out at night and he goes and he meets with Jesus. So he's taken a risk. Jesus at that time wasn't the most popular guy in church, let me tell you. He was stirring things up. He was stirring the religious community up. He was, these guys, the Pharisees, he was, you know, he didn't speak kindly to them. He said things to them like, you're a brood of vipers. And, you know, that you, you're putting heavy loads on people and all this sort of thing. Like he, Jesus wasn't the guy that Nicodemus wanted to be seen hanging around with. And if, he, and if he was caught associating with Jesus, I, I don't know what the consequence might have been of that. He could have maybe lost his position, lost his power, lost his position in community. So he was, he was taking a risk going and meeting with Jesus. And he says to Jesus, there's something bigger going on with you. Like, the stuff you're saying, the miracles that we're seeing, like, you know, people are saying you're from God. We think, we think there's something deeper going on. And Jesus has a, a really profound conversation with Nicodemus. And as Jesus generally does, he doesn't seem to answer the question directly, but starts talking about some principles. He says, you know what? He says to him, unless you're born of the Spirit of God, you can't even see the kingdom of God. He says, you have all this head knowledge and all this stuff from the scriptures, and yet, without what I can give you, you can't even see what it's all about. He says, not only... Can't you see it, but you can't enter it? Wow. I bet that rocked his boat. <laughs> he, he would have thought he had it all down pat and had all that law sorted out and all, that, all those books sorted. Could tell everybody else what to do. But there was something missing in his heart. And Jesus said to him, You're telling me you're a teacher of Israel and yet you don't get what I'm talking about. So he said, 
there's something more that you've got to get. You've got to get a spiritual connection with me and with God. And that is what opens up the Christian life. And we can have all that knowledge in our head and all that Bible knowledge in our head and study the Bible till we're black and blue, but unless it's something that's born in the Spirit and empowered by the Spirit, it's just knowledge. Just knowledge, but I'm not saying knowledge is, is bad. We need to study our Bibles. We need to know our Bibles. But if it's just head knowledge, it's, um, it's not the kingdom of God. It's not entering the kingdom of God. But, but Jesus said we need to be born of water and born of the Spirit. And he talked about flesh, being born of flesh, but the Spirit is born of the Spirit. He said, don't marvel that I'm telling you that you've got to be born again. It's a spiritual birth. And it's almost contrary to the things that we understand in our head. It's like, it's, it's one of those things. It makes everything add up, but it also makes things not add up. So Nicodemus had an encounter with Jesus. And it doesn't really tell us what happened with Nicodemus at that point, how, how that conversation affected him. But I'm sure that a conversation like that with Jesus would have had a profound effect in his life. So going back to Zacchaeus, like what, what happened in Zacchaeus's life? So Zacchaeus is up, he's climbed this tree, and the crowd's coming along, Jesus is in the middle of the crowd and there's hustle and there's bustle and there's dust and people probably pushing and shoving to see what's going on, to see what this man is about. And this is the part that I love out of this scripture. Jesus looks directly up at him in the tree and says, Zacchaeus, I must come and have lunch with you today. We've got to hang out, mate. <laughs> You know, Jesus could see the heart of man and he could see that Zacchaeus had something burning in his heart. And I just love it where Jesus just says, come on, mate, we need to go and chat. We need to hang out. We need to have some intimate time. You know, how often is God saying that to us, but we're too busy doing this or that or doing Christmas shopping? or And God's saying, come on, we need to just hang out, have a chat, have a talk. I want to tell you some things. I want to show you some things. I want to take that burden from you. So Zacchaeus had to take a risk. He, um, you know, I don't know how old he was. So I'd say, you know, he was... One, he was the chief, one of the chief tax collectors, he was a pretty prominent man, I'd say, you know, he, he was probably a pretty mature man. Some, you know, maybe my age. But he had to take a risk and climb up a tree. And I just, I was thinking about that, and I, I'm thinking about our safe life that we live. You know, we, we try to make our life safe, don't we? We try to 
um, cover all the bases and have all our stuff insured and, and a backup plan for everything and, you know, try and make it so nothing can go wrong. And even in our church life, we, you know, we have our church routine and we go to church and we have our group of friends and we can make that a really safe sort of insulated sort of place. I, um, you know, I mentioned that, that I was in ministry years ago and, uh, you know, I went through a whole series of events that I won't go into now, but I put that behind me and I went to live a safe life <laughs> and I thought, I don't, I don't want to, you know, be out there doing faith stuff and you know, all that, but I um, came a time in my life where I had to climb my own sycamore tree. And um, um, I was running quite a successful, lucrative business and had a good life, had a safe life, had, you know, the things I want, but Deep within me, there was just this dissatisfaction and this loneliness and that I didn't... You know, I had people around me just lacked this sense of connection. And I had uh, a long story short that, that God called me to um, go into a career ministry um, that spoke to me about doing full-time study and preparation and that was and I was all about yeah but that don't add up financially and that, all those reasons for two years I vacillated with God and finally it came to pass and then so I went closed my business up and went and did full-time study and that was my sycamore tree like that that was that was huge for me stepping out in that sort of faith. And then, uh, but what I'm seeing today, my life is so fulfilling. Um, I'm doing stuff, working with families and working with men with addiction, doing all sorts of great stuff. I'm seeing weekly, like, people doing, uh, God doing amazing things in people's lives and, you know, restoration of marriages and families but I had to take a risk to get there. We can live that safe life and try and cover all our bases and try and do it ourselves, and maybe that's okay, but I think God calls us to adventures of faith. And uh, we've just been on the Wild at Heart weekend with David a few, a few weeks ago, and... Um, you know, it's, that whole thing to me was just about inspiring men that God, God has called us to this mission of faith, this mission of life, you know, to, to partner with him and take a risk. I remember years ago seeing a, a, this poster on a wall and it had a, a little pussy cat. And it was out on the end of a limb and it was just hanging on with its claws onto, the, onto this limb. And the caption was, faith ain't faith until it's all you got. 
And sometimes I think that's, that's where God wants, us, wants to take us to, you know, because that's where, that's where Zacchaeus was. Up a tree, I don't know whether he was worrying about that, worrying about falling or where he was at, but um, if he fell out of there, there was no safety net. And just as Jesus spoke to Nicodemus and said, you can figure all this stuff out in your head and have all this knowledge, but until you have a heart encounter with me, it's not all going to fall into place for you. But sometimes, well, that's a step of faith. That's a step of risk. And I can remember um, back in 1984, I took that step of faith. And didn't know what I was walking into, but Jesus met me in that place. So I, uh, you know, I've, I've had my own sycamore tree to climb, my own place of risk. And I'm sure everybody here has got their own stories and it happens more than once in our life. Because, you know, God's continually stretching our faith, taking us to new places of faith taking us to new adventures. You know, I, I love what I'm doing with the long riders and I appreciated some of the brothers have come here this morning to support me. And just the, the stuff that we do, I encourage you just to have a chat with some of those guys today about what we do in the club and we do some great, exciting stuff. I love it. We're riding motorbikes all over the country and talking to men and doing... Bible studies and running men's sheds and all sorts of stuff. Just, you know, just great to be involved with. I just feel like, you know, God, this is what you've called me to. You know, I, um, we get to, we get into all sorts of situations. And, um, you know, bike shows and camping and doing all sorts of great stuff. I just, you know, I'm Part of, part of that is because, you know, I, just, I had to take a risk on that and I've had to trust God in a few areas to take risk. And in that, I'm not saying that nobody here does that. I know that everybody in their own place. Um, and I'm just really excited for the Gain family this morning and they're climbing their, their sycamore tree. That's uh, because I know what that feels like um, to take kids into your family. And that's really stepping out and trusting God in an area that you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know what's going to happen tomorrow when that relationship starts. It's a, but what a, what a fantastic place to be. Out on the limb, hanging on with your claws hanging on to God and saying, God, we don't know what tomorrow brings, but bring it on because we want to share your love with those kids. I'm really excited about the kids from our church here that gone on mission trip and they're away on mission trip at the moment. I'm just like, how good is that? These kids, that just young teenagers, they're climbing their, their sycamore tree. And I've, I've done quite a few short-term missionary trips before, and I tell you, 
it, it can be a scary place. I've, I've been into some pretty scary places in some third world countries and done all sorts of what sounds like crazy stuff <laughs> when you think about it. But I've seen people come to Christ. I've seen amazing things happen. But it's also about what Jesus does in your life when you're in that place. When you're in that place of risk and... Just, just like Zacchaeus, when he's in that tree hanging on, wanting to see what's going on, got some passion burning in his heart, and Jesus says, I can see you, mate. I see what's going on in your heart. Let's, let's go and do an adventure. Let's hang out. Let's talk. And let's do an adventure. So these, the kids that have gone out from our church, not only are they going to be able to affect the lives of other kids and probably other adults, and, but God's going to do some massive work in their life, probably challenge and stretch, um, maybe even take them to a place where maybe they are in some sort of danger, but you hang on to God and... You cry out to God in those places. But you do intimacy with Jesus when that's all you got. So it can be a scary place, but it can be a really great place too and a great place to find great comfort with God. So the question today for us is, what's, what's your sycamore tree? <laughs> and I know like, there's lots of people here that I'm talking to that, you know, probably taken bigger risks than what, I'm, what I've done and what I'm talking about. But I just think that everybody's got, you know, something that God's talking to you about. Something that, uh, you know, when, um, when God was talking to me about um, going to full-time study, I was like, oh, that's, that's great, God, you know, but the... Haven't you seen the figures? <laughs> and, the, you know, and the, the loans and, like, God just goes, that, I'm not interested in that. I'm interested in you believing what I'm saying. And I could come up with every single excuse not to do that because stepping out in that was scary for me. But... Eventually, I came to a place where I said, God, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to climb that tree and see what happens. And that decision just has changed the rest of my life. So what, what, would, you, what would your sycamore tree be today? What could it be? Maybe God's talking quietly in your heart about doing some training in something. Maybe it's about just getting out into the community and doing some volunteer work or doing, you know, one of the things I volunteer with Kids Hope, just a fantastic opportunity to sow into a child's life. What's God saying to you today? It could be as simple as inviting your neighbours over for a Christmas drink. 
and just accepting where they're at and not trying to preach to them, but just hearing where they're at, hearing their struggles. Could be a change of job, a change of career, like that's, you know, we can, we can have a good secure job and a good secure income, but as it was in my case, I, you know, I was running my business, I was good at what I did, I was making money, turning money over, you know, ticking all the boxes really, but inside me there was just an emptiness, just you know, I knew that God had something in me that I needed to be working with people and, you know, doing some sort of work that he's initiating. And I'm not saying either that if you do a secular job that that's not of God because that, that's your place of influence. But if you're in a job that's just driving you into the pit of despair, um, but... I've got to stay there because I'm secure. Yeah, maybe God's talking to you about a, a different career, a different job, or, you know, stepping out in faith or retraining. Or maybe it's God's talking to you about um, being involved with a home group or a Bible study and learn more, more of the Bible. Like There could be a multitude of things and for everybody it could be something different. So I just wanted to encourage you today. And just, um, just put it out there that wherever you're at today, and like I say, I know, you know, I know a lot of the people here today and I know a lot of people you know, stepping out in faith journeys and doing all sorts of great stuff in the community. But there may be something that God's talking to you about. Just that still quiet voice that you... Um, you're just going, God, that just doesn't add up in the natural. That can't be you. <laughs> Maybe he just wants you to climb that tree and take that bit of risk and um, Jesus will go, I see you up there. Let's go and hang out. Let's go on an adventure. An adventure of faith. Is that all right? <laughs> Let's pray. Father, we just we thank you, Lord, that you care for us, you love us. And Father, you want to journey this life with us. We thank you, Jesus, that you do walk side by side with us. And Lord, I just pray that you you stir in our hearts, Lord, the adventures of faith that you want us to take. And Lord, the um, opportunities that you give us, help us to just take the step forward, Lord, to be bold, to step forward into your grace, to listen to what you're saying to us, Lord, and help us, Father, to um, not love our lives so much that we're not willing to, to lay it down. Help us to come out of that safe place, Lord, and into that place of faith and risk where you're calling us to go, Lord. I pray that you help us like, not to make silly decisions, but to trust in you and to just go where you're leading us, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.